We're back. Raps rants, all things Raptors, all things NBA with your host, Philip Marion and Patrick Harris. Good to wow. be back. Wow, indeed. I'm in uh, I'm in a little bit of shock after that game last night. I'm tired, man. <laughs> that game took it out of me. Well, hey, last time we were on was after the OG shot, so we've missed a couple of games. I yes. think which is fine. I kind of needed a break. It was it was uh, a bit too much. We had a great game four, and then game five just sucked. So that's all we're going to say yeah. about those two games. That's it. Nothing yeah. more. Absolutely. Nothing less. But yeah, let's get right into it. I mean, that was probably one of the best Raptors games I've ever watched from a pure competitive standpoint playmaking, clutch shots, terrible shots, wanting to pull your hair out, controversial plays, controversial moments, everything. I agree. It all. I agree. And Double OT? Oh, <laughs> great. I just, I couldn't believe it. Um, and, I, you know, I feel I agree with you. The only thing I'd say is, like, in the first quarter, I, we got off to a slow start again. We were Pascal was missing easy shots again. Fred was like, I was just like, here we go. And Kyle took over in the second half. That third quarter was was excellent, and we just kept it going. Uh, it was it was awesome. It's funny though. Had the result been different, um, I'm sure we would be on today talking about how can we not score a bucket for the last four and a half minutes of regulation. Oh, I'm um, sure. I'm sure. But it's how the games go, and it, and it turned out our way, and it was. Uh, it was gut wrenching, uh, that's for sure, and but that's why I said I'm exhausted because it was just, it was crazy. I was I was sending messages to a lot of people during that first quarter, being like, "Hey, you know what? What 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 did we expect? This is a good this is a good run. We don't have Kawhi. What did you really expect, people? What did you expect? I I thought it was over. I'll tell you the turning point. There was two that I saw. Well, the the first one was Serge Ibaka hitting back-to-back threes when we were down. Were we down 12 or 10? Either way, the game seemed like it was slipping away, and he hit two enormous shots when we were, you know, two for 12 or something like that from three. Yeah, I think we were down 12, and he cut it to six. Yeah, Yeah. so that that there was just seeing someone on your team step up and saying, hey, guys, we're not losing. The other one was starting the third quarter. As soon as Marcus All hit a three, it seemed to open up a little more confidence on uh, offensively for everybody. Yeah. Except for Pascal. Sorry, I'll leave him Never. out. I'll leave Except him out. Pascal. There, there was also, there was also a, a point where uh, Fred Van Vliet scored nine points in like a minute. Oh yeah. And that for Which me, I, I'll give a, I'll give Boston this. That was one of the worst flagrant foul calls I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. What, what, what how on earth was that a flagrant? I, he yeah. fouled him. I, I I couldn't agree with you more. Couldn't agree with you more. I'll take it. Hey, I'm going to take it. But that was that was brutal. It was. And, you know, I think one of the things that impressed me the most about the Raptors was it It was the same sort of game where uh, the game that frustrates the hell out of me, where where they're missing open shots and and they just can't seem to get it going. But defensively, they really seem to they really seem to figure out Boston's big three. Um, and they've really seemed to be able to, to figure out how to shut them down. 
they were still getting open shots. Like they were still beating the, the, their, their defense on, on occasion. And they were, and they were cutting through their zone on occasion. We saw at the end of the game when they were using tight, they would be able to use Boston was able to use Tice a few times, but generally speaking, playing that small ball down the stretch um, seemed to really work. And it seemed to really having that extra speed on the floor really seemed to help slow the Celtics down and force them into shots, like force them into both really difficult shots and shots really late in the shot clock. And I think uh, so kudos to Nick Nurse for figuring that out. I I didn't know if Serge was hurt because I knew he'd sprained his ankle. They said he was on no minute restriction. So when he didn't play uh, for the fourth quarter or for overtime, I just, I didn't I, I was, I'm a little worried. I didn't know if he was hurt or not because he was playing pretty well. Um, but I guess it was just strategy to have the quickness on the floor. I think so. I, I think the, also the strategy worked because we started making shots as well. Uh, for a period of time, they were picking it apart with that lob game to Tice, which was okay. I mean, you're giving up, you're giving up twos for majority of the time threes. So, yeah. And all right. It was it was working. It was working, and it wasn't working. Right. So maybe you know they they were they the Tice uh, Tice was sort of their last option on those things, and a few times it worked. A few times OG shut it down. Um, but I'll take I'll take I'll take the ball in Tice's hands uh, ten times out of ten uh, on on when Boston's on offense. So just to look over box score, uh, you know the minutes played was absurd. Lowry at 53 minutes, Pascal 54, OG 50, Van Vliet was 51. They also, Boston also had four guys over 50 with Tice at 47. So pretty epic showdown to have those, you're just, your best players just battling and going at it. It's insane. Uh, the I'll, I'll say here, so Tatum, although he was being kind of criticized a bit, I mean, he ended up with 29 points, 4 of 8 from 3, 9 of 21 overall, 14 rebounds and 9 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks. That's a hell of a game. A big game. Uh, Marcus Smart was 6 of 11 from 3. Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown was the poor shooting. I, actually, I may have just confused Brown with Tatum. I, I, I think everyone was criticizing Brown. 11 of 30, 4 of 13 from 3, 5 of 5 from the line. But he had 16 boards. Uh, Kemba Walker was obviously their Achilles heel tonight. Two of 11, one of six from three. And I didn't actually didn't even realize it watching it in the first half. Maybe because I was kind of just messaging people and thinking that it was over. But Nurse put a box and one on him. Yeah. Which, uh, I mean, hey, it worked. Uh, Kemba was not himself the entire night. He did hit one really clutch shot. And we'll get into that last layup and regulation a bit later, but he was off and that was a big deal because, you know, we had from our end, you have Lowry who, what, what more can you say? I mean, the guy, he deserves a statue. It's really unbelievable. And, you know, to show up the way he did in that game was, was incredible. I just, I mean, I, I can't even put it into words like watching him shoot those threes and oh. and some of them were so deep, and you're thinking, why the hell is he? And then, boom! It well, was he's, he's making those it. now. He used to shoot those back in the day, and those would clank out. That's right. You know, it was funny. Um, the do you remember in the first half when he got fouled and uh, was bleeding? He got hit in the chin. It looked very unintentional. Sure. Um, and the commentators were saying, 
is this the, you know, have they just awoken Kyle Lowry? Cause he was pissed when he yeah. was on the sideline bleeding and, and it, they did. Um, it was incredible to watch. He just, he literally put the team on his shoulders. And, and one of the things I love seeing after the game was the respect that he was getting around the league from, you know, the likes of Dwayne Wade and Kevin Love and everybody all and Magic Johnson and everyone was just talking about how uh, underappreciated he is and how great of a player he is. Yeah, if you yeah. read, I mean, most of America hates his guts. Sure, he's because he, he because he, he complains and he flops and he, oh, it's and amazing, all, all that stuff. He's he is uh, Marcus Smart is a poor man's Kyle Lowry. That's a very very good way of putting it. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, no, it was uh, it was unbelievable. So he had he was six of ten from three. 12 to 20 overall, eight rebounds, six assists. He only had one turnover, which was incredible. So 33 points. OG had 13. Van Vliet was, he struggled, but obviously, though, that 90 seconds where he had, you know, nine points was, was quite, was incredible. So he ended up with 21, but he was three of 13 from three, seven of 22 overall, seven assists. He had nine rebounds, though, which uh, must be a career high for him. Uh, obviously, the the X factor game changer that stepped up because you know when you have three Boston Celtics, you know, with thirty one points, twenty nine, twenty three, you got to match that. And Norman Powell, he, yeah, he stepped up and did it. That was just that overtime. I, I just out of nowhere, you know, there was no reason for him to have that confidence, and not- I don't know where it came from, but. Yeah, God bless you, Norman Powell. That was amazing. Did he not score 15 points in both over? Like, if you combine both overtimes together, like, oh yeah, he had 10 in the second overtime. Yeah, in the first overtime, I was looking at it and I was like, I think he scored all of our our points, save and except a free throw. Um, I will say this: Listen, I'm not going to take anything away. Playoff Powell has showed up. You know, if you remember in in years past, it's usually taken a game, and once he gets there, uh, he stays there. So I. I just hope and pray that we see the same norm come out with the same intensity in game seven. Uh, but what the hell was Nick Nurse thinking of giving you got, it was like if 11 seconds left or whatever. Oh, it was. The first overtime. Oh, like, Hey pal, go win it for us with a three. It. it was just like, that's, that's the best we could do. That's the best we could dial up, you know? And, Anyway, it, it it's fine. It went it went okay, but I just I was very oh dumb. there's so many it, what Boston fans in Boston you know the the team is looking at right now they're they're hyper focusing in all the moments where they're like holy that if that didn't happen or this this happened and went against us if the Raptors have lost that double overtime we definitely would have been looking at that Norman Powell isolation and been like what the hell was that and just a lot yeah there would have been a, a whole slew of factors. Um, Pascal Siakam, I'm going to give him only one, two things. In overtime, he did hit a big shot to tie the game. For some reason, he felt he could make a shot after being 0 for everything. Yep. Uh, 5 of 19, 0 of 5 from 3. He was even 50% at the free throw line. Yeah. Although, here, I'll give him this. He had six assists, which uh, he did have some very, very key plays. Three turnovers, just but for whatever reason, he was the highest plus minus in the game. Really? It was a plus 12. How many minutes did he play? 54. Jesus. I don't know how that's humanly possible. 
I don't understand. The the struggles continue with him. And if like we're the the reason the Raptors haven't had one of those, you know, explosive games that we know they're capable of and that we've loved watching. It's because of him. Because yeah. his buckets aren't there. And I mean, how many times did he get to the rim with ease yesterday? And I felt ba- I actually felt bad for him after a while because there were there were there were they were in and out, they were rimming out. Like it was just he just could not hit the as as a, an old man would say, he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn yesterday. And it was just but it was, it was terrible to watch. And I just it's clearly in his head. I don't think it's anything special Boston's doing against him because because like I said, you know, I don't want Pascal shooting shooting threes. I want him taking it to the rim and and he has been and he's been getting there. He's just been missing. So I, yeah. I don't there's think been some there's been some good I mean Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart have done a good job on him. Sure. But that but to agree with you, he's just not finishing, which is frustrating. So yeah, I I I have no idea what to expect out of him. The only thing I know is that well, two things is that he will play incredible defense and play hard and that he doesn't have any fear. So get, get ready for another five for 20, <laughs> five for 20. It's coming because he's not afraid to go five for 20 consistently over and over and over again. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be a tough game seven to watch. Yeah, I'm, Look, I'm not looking forward to it. I'm going to need to be somewhere with copious amounts of alcohol. Uh, otherwise, uh, I may uh, I, I may lose it because it's uh, the the stress that I mean every Toronto fan goes through it, right? Obviously, but it's yeah. just it's crazy. Well, as you've known me for a long time, I go through it in a very negative fashion. So yeah. I just immediately give up on them and say, you know, that's it. So you're going to get a lot of that. That's you know, actually the score, rough. Will be, that's the score actually- will be two nothing. I'll be like, that's it, man. Just turn it off. What are the Jays playing? Come on. No, that's actually rubbed off on me a, a bit. Uh, but anyway, I, look, I am. Uh, I, I do feel an odd sense of uh, zen uh, toward Game Seven at this point. I think that it's going to be. Uh, we have absolutely no business being in this series. No, and the fact that we're in a Game Seven is because of an incredible shot, like a perfect play, and because of one of the craziest NBA playoff games I've ever seen. Um, and so I, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of happy to be here. And winning it would be incredible for the obvious reasons, but the best reason, it, uh, the best thing that would come out of winning this game is knowing what the Boston fans would be going through. Oh, you, it would be, I can't even describe how sweet it would be. And it, because goes it would go back to being like, I cannot believe we lost because we ran a zone inbound play with 0.5 seconds left. That's right. And we, you know, had this, this crazy double overtime game that we should have won. And I mean, who knows what's going to happen tomorrow, but yeah. No, I, go back. I mean, like Boston, should you have won that? No. Absolutely. No, but if you're a if the game was up for the game was up for grabs. You had your chances. You weren't in the lead the entire time. No, I'm just saying, I'm, no, no, I know. I'm not trying to get mad at you, but just in general, <laughs> in general at Boston fans, the 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 actual just 
how unacceptable the behavior is of the Boston Celtic fans in their comments is just it's it's wearing on me a bit. And I know Toronto fans are terrible. I'm gonna put it out there. We suck. Uh, we're whiny. We're always demanding respect and you know crying and complaining. You know, Canada doesn't get calls. The NBA is against us. Like it, it's on and on and on. But Boston, shut up. Uh, you the one the two things. The Kemba Walker play at end of regulation was, it was a, it was not a foul. That that isn't. This is an elimination game, game six, of the second round of the NBA playoffs, and he got bumped slightly after the ball had left his hand, and everybody's losing their shit, thinking Kemba Walker should have been a line shooting free throws. No, get out of here. What what respect do you guys deserve in that situation? Going up against the NBA champions, you think that you think the NBA and the refs are going to give you that when you're not the champions and you're trying to overtake them, being shorthanded without Kawhi Leonard? Unacceptable. Just like in boxing, if you want to beat the champ, you got to knock them out. You can't wait. Golden it. State gets the calls. It's like, what are you guys going to be Houston now? The Houston Rockets. I've never experienced such crying, like protesting games, you know, demanding review of the re- referee. Guess what? They're getting the calls. You want to beat them? Go beat them. You had your yeah. chances. You didn't take it. I actually thought, and I actually thought the refs called a pretty fair game last night. Oh, absolutely. Even when, absolutely. Even when, um, when OG didn't get the call uh, on the lob for a shooting foul, um, and they, they, you know, our com- commentators were saying they should have, and then they went the other way, and Boston did get the call. I was, I was kind of sitting there thinking, yeah, but OG didn't actually. I don't even think he touched the ball. He didn't gather the ball. The guy, it, it was Boston guy got a shot off. He got this a shot off. They were both good. No, uh, they were both. It was good to not put OG at the line, and it was good to not put Kemba at the line. Good yeah. job. Agreed. Go to overtime. Play this out. Don't de- don't decide the game like you did with Jimmy Butler and Giannis in their game too. That's right. Because that one that sucked. It shouldn't be decided like that. Go to OT and play it out. And and kudos to the rest because I thought there was a lot of contact. It was getting really physical toward the end, and they put their whistles away for the most part and let them play. I'll give uh, I'll give Boston fans one thing: Nick Nurse was definitely stepping on the <laughs> line there. He was he, he was one thousand percent in a place where he should not have been crouching and sit, standing or whatever. Both, oh my! For, he may as well have been flailing his arms and calling Jason's name. For the listeners not watching, there's or who might not have seen it, there's a bit of controversy because the uh, the th- errant throwaway from Jason Tatum last night in double overtime, um, you could see when they showed a different angle that Nick Nurse was basically standing right on the line at the corner and could obviously be mistaken for a player. Um, but uh, yeah, if I was if that was uh, Craig Stevens and one of the Raptors had thrown it away. I would be going nuts. So I totally understand Boston going crazy about that. Still doesn't give you a right to complain <laughs> about Kemba Walker. No, game I was agree. fair. Game was fair. Good shot making. And, and guess what, Boston? You did actually have your chances in OT. For sure. You just couldn't contain the beast that is Kyle Lowry. Nor could they make shots. Norman Powell. Uh, the this I'm going to be really interested to see if we go small ball again for most of the game because it it seemed to work it seemed to provide the spark. Well, I'm going to look at sort of the here. What let's let's go into our game seven preview. Uh, I'll bring up two things. 
so my prediction was that the Raptors, you know, when we started out this series analysis, predicting that the Raptors would lose in seven in crushing fashion, I really hope I'm wrong. But Pat, uh, the positive side, you did predict that the Raptors were going to have four brutally intense wins that were all going to come down to the wire while being blown out a couple times. And you I didn't be more right at this point. <laughs> I didn't envision this type, this level of gut wrenching wins. I thought, uh, I thought they would be like, you know, win by four, win by six. I didn't think it would be like this, but yeah. And because it's the only way without Pascal, with Pascal basically being a non-entity on offense, it, it, it doesn't leave us. It doesn't leave us with the, the ability to get up there in terms of points. Right. Yeah. So that's uh so we're going into this last game. I'm expecting a very competitive one. I'd be shocked if someone blows someone out. I mean, obviously the probability of that happening would be to us uh, if we don't show up and shoot. But uh, it, it, like you said before, this game has zero pressure on Toronto. Zero. We go out. Guess what? We weren't supposed to really get here. Uh, the It's... We don't have we're we're missing the pieces that brought us a championship last year. I just don't I, I see us playing with a lot, a lot, a lot of intensity. And Boston's gonna be a little I don't care what they say, but they're they're gonna be tight. Because if they don't win this, they absolutely threw the series away. Yeah, there's there's gonna be a ton of pressure on them for sure. Big time. So I uh, here here are my keys to the game. It, well, it's going to be the same ones. Uh, you got to have to have Lowry and Van Vliet again, with a third being either from the likes of Ibaka, Powell, or Gasol. One of those three needs to step up with 20 points. Pascal, I've resigned to the fact that he's not going to have a big game. He's not going to. It's not happening. Anybody who's thinking that he will is being way too hopeful. If he can be just a touch more efficient and score something like 15 points, I'd be happy and not huck up a ton of shots. Like I'd like to see him be an efficient shooting percentage from uh, you know, probably shooting like 12 to 14 shots that are good. I'd rather see that and him just be as intense as humanly possible against people like Jason Tatum on defense. Well, he was trying to shoot his way through his problems last night. You could tell. Yeah. And I'm sure that 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 was what he was instructed to do. I can't imagine that anyone's going to be given that sort of leeway in a game seven. No. All bets are off. You go with the hot hand and everyone has to, you know, play their role. Um, Same old. I mean, it's, uh, we, we know both of these teams are going to play extremely good defense. That's how they're both going to get their confidence or just get the flow of the game going. That's right. So it's going to be interesting to see who steps up and makes shots first. I'd like to also, if the Raptors are slipping, I wouldn't care if Nick Nurse burned every single timeout he had after every play to make sure that he try and make, you know. Don't let him go on run. That. We cannot see a double-digit hole after quarter one. And we, I don't know, we saw that in the beginning of the fourth quarter and Nick Nurse used his timeout. They hit three threes in a row. Yeah, um, and they were they clawed right back into the game. I think they they brought it to a one point game. And they even know they took a one. Oh, point they took the lead. 
they took the lead and Nick Nurse called a timeout and and regrouped, which is something he did not do in game two. Yeah. And so yeah, uh, smart, just have his have his way. Yeah. I agree with you, Phil. I think I think everything you just said is true. Obviously, I want to see them guard the three ball a little better. Uh I want to see them stay out of foul trouble early. Uh I think that's going to be key for these guys because when you play the brand of defense we do, you're prone to fouls. And I just I would hate to see a guy like like Kyle or uh or or Pascal or Fred get into foul trouble early like they have sometimes in this series. Um and Sorry, I was just going to say someone's got to step up. There's yeah. Got, someone's going to – it's – I mean, in last game seven we played, it was uh, – it was you know, obviously it was Kawhi, but it was Serge, right? Serge was – Serge was the spark. Serge hit some big shots in that, in that yeah. series or that game. Yeah. And he, he did the same thing last night, as did Norm. And so I would love to see – I would love to see some, some of those guys step up. Um, but I, I, I guess I'm – in a game seven, you know, the skills are there uh, – everything the game plans are obviously set you've played these guys six times you know everything they're gonna do and so i i'm a big believer that these all often come down to will and experience and so you know vegas doesn't agree vegas has boston as two and a half point favorites uh but i i like the rap you know what deservedly so to give them that for, sure. for, for sure. how they've played in this series i mean look we've yeah it's been very extremely difficult to get three wins and they've breezed in two of theirs. So, yeah, deserve it. Uh, they deserve that. No, I agree. And uh, but I but I think it's going to be. I actually think it's going to be a game. the The vision I have for the game is one where we go down early, similar to Game Six. We'd go down early and we come back um, and make it a competitive game in the second half. Um, and I, I like the Raptors to win. I think uh, I'm going to go 106. 101. Okay. In regulation. In regulation. <laughs> uh, I don't know what to say. I really don't. Just be a homer, for God's sakes. No, I'm going to. I, I've changed my mind. I actually do think that... I do think this Game 6 loss was really bad for Boston. Uh, I think they needed to take us down then and there. And that they're playing with fire. And I think that we are going to win this. And I think it's going to be super close. Like, I think we're winning by three max. So I'm going to only say 104-101. There we go. And where are you going to be watching it tomorrow, Phil? I have no under, idea. Under your, uh, under your sheets with like one eye poking out uh, or what? Oh, come on, I'm not that weak. Um, the, <laughs> uh, I have no idea. I have zero clue. I watched the last game by myself. Yeah, which for, I'm actually quite content with doing, to tell you the truth. As I don't, like to, show, I don't like to show my psycho behavior in public. For, for, for all those listeners out there, Phil and I have been friends since the uh, early 90s. But uh, last year, we determined that we cannot watch Raptors playoff games together. Not because we don't enjoy each other's enthusiasm, but because they se- seem to always lose when we watch. I together. think we were zero and three. Zero and three last year, <laughs> and we—I I had a big party. Uh, game five was just for game five crazy. of the finals, and we talked about it before. We're like, ah, oh, they haven't won when we watched, and uh, we all know what happened. But uh, so we will not. No matter, like, we don't even have to talk about it. We're never. But don't worry, we won't be the reason that we lose if it happens. That's right. Although, here I'm going to end it on this note. So. Win or lose, everybody has to realize how impressive this season has been for the Toronto Raptors. 
I agree. Against all odds and with the amount of injuries, the just players that you wouldn't expect stepping up, development of guys like Terrence Davis, chipping Rondé Hollis-Jefferson chipping in with a lot of good minutes, uh, Norman Powell just elevating his game, Ibaka playing the best basketball of his career, Van Vliet showing that he's going to be paid. Uh, It's just been a, a, a great season, proved a lot of people wrong. To even be at this this game is impressive. So uh, if we happen to lose tomorrow, don't be too sad because this was a, this was a huge success. Couldn't have said it better. All right. And on that note, go Raps, go. go. Game seven, <laughs> I'm gonna baby. Nervous. I'm going to be nervous. Anyway. Best words in sports. That's right. Okay.